Fishing for a show aimed at the outdoor enthusiast? Tune in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, Saturday at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, and on the Sirius XM app. Welcome in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops. If you love fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors and want to make it even better, you're in the right place with host Rob Keck. Your adventure starts right here. Good morning and welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, where truly your adventure starts right here. I'm Rob Keck, your host, and I hope you're having a wonderful weekend social distancing somewhere in the great outdoors. You know, over the last several months during the, the COVID pandemic, there's been a huge awakening for, or for some, a reawakening to the many opportunities of the great outdoors. And it's been especially true with fishing. In this week's show, we're going to focus on three basic and related outdoor recreation topics. One, COVID and the efforts to keep public access open. Secondly, hashtag responsible recreation effort. And number three, the Great American Outdoors Act. All very important to all of us that love the outdoors. But before we launch into the show topics, I've got to say there's a lot of great fishing action out there and opportunities on the water all across the country. And that said, you need to head on out to Bass Pro Shops or Cabela's. You're going to find everything you need for fishing of all types, whether it's fresh or saltwater, rods, reels, lures, baits, boats, kayaks, all the clothing and accessories that go with it. I can tell you, Bass Pro Shops founder Johnny Morris is challenging, challenging families to put down their digital devices and discover fishing and the great outdoors this summer. You know, in a world where kids are increasingly surrounded by screens and digital distractions, it's more important than ever to help them discover the joy of fishing. Well, Bass Pro Shops Cabela's, we're committed, committed to inspiring the next generation of conservationists, sportsmen, and women. And we hope that everyone will go fish. We have another great show today, and joining us is a lifelong sportsman. He's been with us before. He's a passionate hunter and angler, and he's the president of the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, Jeff Crane. Well, Jeff brings nearly 40 years of experience in on-the-ground on the natural resource management policy expertise at the federal, state, and international levels. Jeff spent five years working in the U.S. Congress and was instrumental in establishing the Maryland Legislative Sportsman's Caucus prior to him joining CSF back in 2002. In addition, he has experience developing wildlife habitat management plans here in the United States and in South Africa. Well, during his eight years in Africa, Jeff obtained his professional hunter's license and guided hunts for big game animals. Well, today he serves as chairman of the Hunting and Shooting Sports Conservation Council, which is a federal advisory council that reports to the Secretaries of Interior and Agriculture. He's a past chairman of the American Wildlife Conservation Partners, a professional member of the Boone and Crockett Club, and has served in numerous leadership roles in, in a wide variety of conservation organizations, hunting and shooting sports organizations as well. I've had the privilege of working with Jeff on a vast number of conservation and advocacy matters over the past 18 years. We've shared the turkey woods and hunting camps numerous times over those years. And one of the most important aspects of Jeff's success in the conservation policy arena is that he has a very deep passion and understanding of issues as a hunter. 
He speaks and he demonstrates and lives that hunting and angling lifestyle. I want you to welcome back my good friend, Jeff Crane. Jeff, welcome back to Outdoor World. Thanks, Rob. It's always great to be with you, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to visit with your listeners. Well, you are in the thick of things there on Capitol Hill, and you know, over the last few months, you've been sharing pictures of our turkey hunts or, or big stripers, so I know that you've not been sheltered in entirely during the COVID crisis. Why don't you share with our listeners what you've been doing outdoors before we get to what's happening there on Capitol Hill? Well, thankfully, Rob, um, and I know we were all worried about this when the first shelter-in-place uh, orders were taking effect across the country. Thankfully, uh, we were still able to get outside. I didn't get to travel quite as much as I as I normally would to, to turkey hunt in particular in the spring, but I sure took advantage of stuff here in my home state of Maryland and uh, had a fantastic turkey season over on the eastern shore and uh Got both of my birds, and uh, my second bird was weight-wise the biggest turkey. I think I sent you a picture. He weighed yeah, a legitimate did. twenty-four pounds, uh, for, and for us, that's a that's a big turkey. So it hey, was a uh, hey, it was picture, a lot of fun. <laughs> the picture weighed twenty pounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and I, when I when I walked up to that bird, I, I wasn't really paying that much attention as he was coming in. You know, I just wanted to, wanted to make sure I got a good shot on him. But when I walked up to him on the ground, I looked at him and I was like, "Holy cow, this is a turkey and a half." Well, so, it, it a big was. old dominant gobbler, and he was uh, it was exciting. I'll tell you that much. Well, what was really cool about it, you and I visited before that hunt, and you were telling me a little bit about how tough these birds were. And, uh, you know, that they'd been hunted and you asked me for a tip or two. And I think maybe that may have helped in you getting that bird into shotgun range. It, 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 we, I don't know if we should disclose the tip, but, uh, your little tactic was a, was a, was a magnet to that dominant bird. And he came in ready to fight, came charging across that field. I, I kind of probably stood up and walked two steps out into the field and shot him. He was so preoccupied. And uh, so thank you for that. I think that if we were playing sports, you get an assist, Rob. All right. I got the assist on that one. Well, look, I know you've personally experienced out in the field, as you mentioned, uh, you know, trips to your hunting club what kind of participation did you see in others, you know, by others in, in outdoor activities like hunting and fishing? I know you're there, you know, often on, on the on the bay uh, fishing for stripers. What have you seen over the last couple months? Increase, decrease, about the same. So, so obviously it's anecdotally, but uh, I just think that, that with the, the shelter in place that it just forced people to – to renew hopefully their passion for the outdoor i don't think there was a single morning uh through the entire hunting season at our our club over in the eastern shore where there wasn't somebody turkey hunting and that is very unusual including every day during the week and i think it, it is the the fact that people were working from home and had that flexibility and and uh so uh there was a lot of pressure on the birds as we discussed so we had to change some tactics up on on things and and the same is held true out on the water. Um, there have been a lot of boats out there. Uh, again, I think that that folks uh, 
uh, with limited other options for recreational stuff, um, you know, on, on the positive side, hopefully they've been falling back to fishing and hunting, but it, it has been crowded, um, yeah. which is good and bad, you know? Yeah. Well, I think there's a silver lining here. We're going to talk about that when we come back after this break. Folks, when we return, going to continue our visit with Jeff. This and a whole lot more coming right up, and I'm Rob Kent, your host here on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Sirius XM's Rural Radio is your guide to the agricultural markets. Where expert analysts and traders join our discussion live. Your information. Open up the farm and the challenges we face. You can learn how to do it for yourself. Rural Radio, your gateway to the rural lifestyle. The latest information about hunting, fishing, and more. Rural Radio is the leader in Western sports. We talk about the latest in Western sports. Professional rodeo, bull riding. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. 147. Or listen on your phone when you get out of your car with the Sirius XM app. In 1912, Theodore Roosevelt said, There can be no greater issue than that of conservation in this country. More than a century later, his statement has never been more meaningful. The Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership promotes Roosevelt's commitment to the sporting life by guaranteeing that all Americans have quality places to hunt and fish. Visit trcp.org to learn more and take action. Wonders of Wildlife is dedicated to teaching kids and families about conservation, and they're in the running for America's Best Aquarium by USA Today. If you believe in the future of the outdoors, you can vote once per day at www.wondersofwildlife.org vote. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. If you've just tuned in, we're visiting with the president of the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, my good friend, Jeff Crane. You know, Jeff, you're connected uh, to all the NGOs, the non-governmental conservation organizations, as well as state and federal wildlife resource agencies. What kind of feedback have you gotten on participation levels, license sales, uh, and what, what have you been hearing? out on the street so rob it uh it, it has been it's still early uh but i can tell you just uh with a couple of quick statistics it looks like participation is dramatically up uh minnesota sold about a hundred thousand more fishing license at this point than they did in 2019 north dakota is reporting a 37 percent increase uh, states like Georgia and Mississippi saw a 50% increase in hunters' use of wildlife management areas during the turkey season. Uh, so uh, it's it's still inconclusive, but I think you know uh, I think there's definitely been an uptick, which is really great, uh, especially in when we're worrying about hunter numbers in particular. Colorado saw 15,000 more people apply for big game hunting licenses for the fall. So. Um, hopefully the, the, there is a silver lining on this and people will start to realize uh, there's great opportunities in the outdoors for hunting and fishing. And if there are not other things that are that are they're competing for their time, let's take advantage of this and get outside. So, yeah, uh, yeah, there was definitely an uptick on this. Well, I guess you would say or I'll throw it as a question. Is this a silver lining for more outdoor participation of the future? What is your take? What do you think? I hope so. Um, you know, uh, hopefully people that have, 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 have not had the opportunity to get out uh, are some of those numbers uh, that, that I just stated. Hopefully some of the lapsed um, folks with hunting and fishing licenses 
uh, got an opportunity to get outside. I think that, you know, um, we made a big push to try to encourage uh, governors and, and the states and the federal government to keep things open. And one of the few things during the height of this crisis was they were encouraging outdoors, getting outside, socially distancing, but getting outside. And I, and I hope that this will last once the movie theaters and restaurants and shopping malls start to hopefully open back up. We'll have those competitions. Uh, you know, it'll be competitive again. What people do with their time, but I think there was a silver lining on this this spring, and and I can only hope that it that it it, it reminds people how how great those times are in the great outdoors, and we'll see that consistently uh, translate into to better numbers of people getting outside. Yeah, well said. Well, look, the pandemic. How has it affected the work of the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, both at our nation's capital, but maybe even more importantly within the states? We, like virtually everybody else, had to uh, close our office and, and transition into remote work, but we stayed open through the entire time uh, and kept actively engaged both at the state level and here in Washington, D.C. Uh, we even did a council meeting, uh, as you're aware, I don't know, a month or so ago, yep. uh, virtually. And so mm -hmm. we, we, we've been maintaining our ability to stay on top of policy, albeit in a different environment than what we're used to. Yep. Well, the pandemic, how has it impacted access? You know, we, we've talked about limiting factors of people hunting and fishing, having a place to go. How has it impacted access to the outdoors? And uh, if it has, how has it impacted it? So again, when we first started and, and really there was this fear that shelter in place meant bottling yourself up, staying in your own house, in your own yard. Uh, I was really fearful that we were going to lose the entire spring turkey season. I was afraid of fishing seasons in the spring and uh, we took it upon ourselves using our great network of all these state legislative caucuses in all 50 states and 27 governors and our governor's caucus to, to reach out to those folks and suggest to them, you know, there's no reason that you can't socially distance and, and still enjoy the great outdoors and really try to encourage them not only to keep those that access open, but to encourage people to go outside and, and be safe in terms of the COVID, but also uh, uh, get outside because we all know that fresh air and sunshine is really a, is really healthy for for our bodies. And so uh, I feel really good about how things actually turned out this spring. Yeah, well, you know we've seen a real mixture of responses from state legislators, governors, mayors uh, across the nation around the around the country as to allowing people to have access to boat ramps hiking trails or participation in hunting and fishing. What has CSF done on the personal, uh, professional, legislative front to encourage action from politicians to open up the outdoors? You've said you've been in touch. How did you do that? So we, we, we generated nearly 300 letters um, from, from the NGO world to all 50 states, uh, really encouraging them to, to keep these opportunities open. Uh, we also worked with the with the Department of Interior and the Department of Ag. Uh, we worked with the state fish and game agencies uh, individually and and through the association here in D.C. to try to encourage uh, 
that they to as practically possible keep things open for folks. And I and, and again, looking back, uh, I would say that it was largely successful. There are exceptions, but you know, this was unprecedented in the history of the world. This outbreak uh, of this global pandemic, and and it was everyone was really afraid, and I tip my hat to, to, to all of those folks that were involved in this and making those decisions and realizing that, yeah, you could still get outside. Yeah, you can still hunt and fish. Uh, in the backdrop of this, you just have to be smart about how you did it. And I think that, you know, there are exceptions and certainly out-of-state hunting uh, took a hit this spring. But uh, I think that the numbers that we previously talked about shows, shows that people were getting outside. So I think we owe a, a debt of gratitude to the governors, the, the administration, the legislators that weighed in and made those decisions to allow us to continue to, to, to hunt and fish and enjoy the great outdoors this spring. Yeah, there's no no question about that. Uh, we're going to take our next break here. When we come back, I want to ask you, you know, have legislators recognized the importance of getting people outdoors? And I think, you know, you've you've may have answered that just with your last statement. But, uh, you know, there's there's lots of challenges out there, as we well know. So when we come back from the break, I want you to to just touch on that. So we're going to take that break. We return, going to continue our visit with Jeff Crane. This and a whole lot more coming right up. And I'm Rob Keck, your host here on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us, and we will be right back. This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let's begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Does your name rhyme with old beagle? Do you dart in front of cars? Here's a tough one. Do you have plumage? Do you rub your body against things to mark them? Do you have webbed feet? No, I mean like a... Were you hatched? Do you have fur? I'm not talking back hair. Does your boat fly south for the winter with the other boats? Regardless of how you answer, you need to be licensed and registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. Wonders of Wildlife is dedicated to teaching kids and families about conservation. And they're in the running for America's Best Aquarium by USA Today. If you believe in the future of the outdoors, you can vote once per day at www.wondersofwildlife.org slash vote. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us here. And, you know, we're discussing the topics of COVID, the effects, the efforts actually to keep access open. Uh, we're going to talk about the hashtag responsible recreation effort and the great American Outdoors Act. All of this with the president of the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, my good friend, Jeff Crane. Jeff, right there before the break, I said I wanted to open this segment up just uh, to to get a feel of our legislators. You know, have they registered, have they recognized the importance of getting people outdoors? You know, so many times we've had so many efforts, bills that have just stalled and, you know, other things have taken press precedence. And, and anyway, I know that you've got such a network and I know that you continue to put out the good word about what 
is important in the outdoors, give us a feel on, on how legislators respond to knowing, recognizing that importance of getting outdoors. So, Rob, like like everywhere else, um, a lot of the state legislatures, the United States Congress basically went into a lockdown mode, suspended um, their in-person meetings, uh, and in a lot of cases adjourned their sessions uh, early or suspended them for a period of time. And so we immediately shifted the focus to trying to encourage as part of the response to the COVID to, again, get the, these opportunities and make them available to, to people on, on state lands, on federal lands, uh, even on the private lands, just to make sure people were allowed to travel uh, to and from. And, and if it weren't for the, for the state legislatures, if it weren't for the governors, if it weren't for the administration, I think that could have gone very wrong. Uh, and I think looking back this spring, uh, it wasn't 100% perfect by any means, but by and large, I think most people still had the opportunity, at least within their home states, to get outside and, and spring turkey hunt and, and hunt for and fish for, for whatever the target species were. So, uh, again, I think that the, the, the message resonated and the decision makers listened to it. And, and I think that's a tribute to all the hard work that uh, Bass Pro Shops uh, and the other NGOs all put into messaging that how important it is to to allow people this opportunity, how important it is to funding uh, the Pittman-Robertson and Wallop Bro funds that fund our state wildlife agencies. So I, I feel like it was a success, Rob, and I think, uh, I think everybody should feel good about uh, what happened this spring against this dramatic uh, backdrop of the COVID-19. Jeff, we're a nation of diversity. Talk to us about connecting and, and communicating with others about the access to outdoor opportunities that exist for all Americans. You understand the importance of, of communicating uh, these great opportunities, yet we've got so many out there that still have not found uh, the, the opportunities that exist out there, the beauty and, and uh, the ability to, to take advantage of those. Talk to us about that if you would sure rob um so uh as we know the the federal the federal public lands and your state public lands they belong to all of us to all americans regardless of uh, of race religion income level they are all a, a, a diverse wealth uh that belongs to the american citizens and and i think that again these opportunities when when all the other competing uh um, things like shopping malls and restaurants and things, movie theaters and even sporting events uh, got shut down. I think that the, the campaign to try to encourage people to get outside as part of the, the effort to not only um, get some fresh air, but just to keep your sanity, uh, hopefully resonated with people maybe that never have had this opportunity before. And, and if it was nothing more than taking a hike and a in a state park um, for somebody that maybe had just hiked in a shopping mall, you know, I think that there was a great silver lining to this. And, and we certainly worked hard again at CSF to try to make sure that the access for hunters and anglers and target shooters remained open. So um, I, I, you and I have talked about this a lot. Um, these are, these are treasured public resources that are open to the public and, 
and we encourage people to go uh, grab your stuff at Bass Pro Shops and get outside, whether it's camping or hunting or fishing. That's uh, um, that's the backbone of what we're trying to get done. The policy is trying to get the people on the ground to go and take advantage of what's at our really what's at our doorstep. Well, as you've just said, getting outdoors is one of the best ways to practice social distancing. And as long as it's done responsibly, uh, I think all of us can take great pride in, in what we've been able to do to, to flatten the curve of COVID. Well, with that said, why don't you tell us about the hashtag Responsible Recreation Campaign? Sure. Um, so here we were on, on the one hand, really pushing governors and the administration and state legislatures to keep things open during the spring, uh, in, in a meeting that was convened really with Bass Pro Shops, the Wild Turkey Federation, the Association and Fish and Wildlife Agencies and CSF originally, uh, we also thought it was really important that our community of sportsmen and women needed to be reminded that if we are given these opportunities, the quickest way to have these things taken away is to is to not be mindful of, of the COVID situation. It's still there. It's still, it's still here now. Uh, and so the idea was to come up with a public outward looking campaign to encourage sportsmen and women uh, to really remind ourselves that we have to act responsibly outside as well as inside during these times and that there are new rules that we all have to follow. And so the hashtag responsible recreation campaign came out of that. It's been embraced by a whole lot of other NGOs. It's been embraced by a whole lot of outdoor businesses. Bass Pro Shop's done a wonderful job of, of, of promoting this. And I think it's just a, it's a fairly simple reminder uh, of some things that we have to bear in mind. The social distancing applies in the outdoors. No congregating around boat ramps and some of the stuff that, you know, trailhead, you get there and it's packed full of cars. I'm afraid you're going to have to find another trailhead because we just can't, uh, we can't afford to have uh, the great outdoors become a hotspot for, for COVID and, and, and undo the work that we've been successful at. So uh, it, it has been a very successful campaign. It's ongoing. Uh, I would encourage people to check it out. So well, we're going to come back right after the break just to touch a little bit more on uh, some of the partners committed to this program, how they find out more. But we're going to take uh, that next break. Folks, we return, going to continue our conversation with Jeff. This and a whole lot more coming right up. And I'm Rob Kacken. You're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And we will be right back. Years ago, sportsmen led the first revolt to save what was left of North America's dwindling wildlife resources, and it took purpose and commitment. This crusade began with Theodore Roosevelt's forming the Boone and Crockett Club in 1887. Since then, sportsmen and women have been at the forefront of every environmental revolution in this country, providing the vision, funding, and manpower to establish and run what has become the most successful system of wildlife management in the history of mankind. Yet, to this day, our story remains relatively unknown, especially to those who don't hunt or fish. We must tell this story, but we need to do more than that. We must insist that others who claim to be conservationists but work tirelessly on campaigns to end all hunting honestly examine the evidence and then ask themselves where would the wildlife they cherish be without sportsmen's dollars and without sportsmen's efforts. Conservation had a beginning, but it has no end. To learn more, visit Boone and Crockett Club.com. 
Wonders of Wildlife is dedicated to teaching kids and families about conservation. And they're in the running for America's Best Aquarium by USA Today. If you believe in the future of the outdoors, you can vote once per day at www.wondersofwildlife.org vote. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and we are visiting with the president of the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, Jeff Crane. Jeff, in uh, the hashtag responsible recreation campaign that we were talking about in the last segment, uh, you mentioned there were a number of partners that have committed to this program. You mentioned about, uh, you know, how it got started. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, or who some of those partners are. I'm thinking some of our listeners may be members of those organizations. And, you know, another point, as we've seen with so many different programs, whether it's on the federal or state level, partnership is a very, very important ingredient. Uh, there's never a silver bullet. Uh, there's never just one organization. But in this case, many partners coming together. So if you would, just share who some of those partners are that committed to the program. So at the, so at the risk of, of alienating any of my friends and partners, I, I will name <laughs> a few of them, but by no means is this an exhaustive list. Uh, I think it's been embraced pretty widely now because uh, it, it totally makes sense. If we're going to use the outdoors, let's be smart about it. Uh, all we need is a couple of knuckleheads to do something stupid, and then we all lose uh, potentially lose that right to continue to to, to utilize the outdoors. But early on, uh, the American Sport Fishing Association, um, the Dallas Safari Club, Ducks Unlimited, Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever, the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership, Trout Unlimited uh, were some of the early partners, but it has expanded way beyond that. Um, and again, we really appreciate what Bass Pro Shops has done for this. Uh, I would again encourage people to take a look at this. Um, it's responsible dash dot dash responsible dash recreation dot org. Uh, you can check it out. Um, there's some pretty basic tenets that are all like, oh yeah, no kidding. But uh, it, it, they're there just as a reminder of what we need to be doing as sportsmen and women to to ensure that that access to the great outdoors remains open as long as we're still confronted with the COVID situation. Yeah, I want to come back uh, to that points of the pledge. But before that, you know, when you look at uh, the program that we're talking about, the hashtag responsible recreation campaign, what kind of progress are you seeing with the program? You know, many times when, you know, there's a whole bunch of partners that come together uh, sometimes it's hard to get the horse out of the gate. Uh, give us just sort of a, a, a thumbnail of the progress that you're seeing with the program. So, uh, again, the NGO community has really grabbed a hold of it. They put it out on all kinds of social media, press releases on it, even op-eds on it, on uh, some of the outdoor publications. Um, outdoor businesses have been running it uh, and embracing it. And, and it's kind of like, why not? Uh, this is exactly the kind of thing that we need to be doing to remind people that this this COVID situation is still still confronting us. It's still very fluid. And, and uh, 
uh, why not remind ourselves that we do have a responsibility when we're in the great outdoors uh, to be mindful of some of the stuff that applies when we're in the grocery store as well. And so um, that's where we came up with some of these tenants and, and uh, hopefully people are seeing them out there. And again, um, you know, just Google responsible hashtag responsible recreation. You can find it. Um, take a look at them. I, I don't think it's rocket science, but uh, uh, it's just a, a reminder that there is still a responsibility. We all know that as hunters and anglers, we have a responsibility every time we we carry a gun out into the great outdoors or we catch a fish and we have we have limits and and hours and seasons and 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 i think by by and large sportsmen and women are are very cognizant of our responsibility as it, uh, that goes along with with hunting and fishing but um this is a slightly different focus uh relative to the COVID. yeah well when you go to that website of the hashtag responsible recreation campaign uh there's a listing of points uh of the pledge uh i, I know most of these are literally common sense but would you mind just going down through uh cover the points that are in that pledge so that people uh they know exactly what you're talking about yeah sure rob um uh the couple of the real key points is you know trying to plan ahead uh purchase your licenses your your park passes to the extent possible online if they're available uh, so you don't have to to have that contact uh, uh, either for yourself or that other person that's on the uh, the other side of the counter. Um, by default, recreating closer to home is kind of something that we're having to do. Uh, so I, you know, the silver lining is of that is take take advantage of what's right out of your back door. Again, the best practices uh, that that we all are adhering to for COVID nineteen apply to the great outdoors. Uh, packing trash out and things that we already do, but again, you know, trying not to have to have, make some employee of one of the the land management agencies have to do that and potentially, you know, cover something, you know, and and be be respectful of others and 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 mindful that there is that that distancing that we all require. And there are a few more on there, but it, it, they are common sense and and. Uh, uh, there is a pledge that, that that has been added to this, and we encourage people to to sign the pledge just as a, a a show for us when we maybe have to confront this again. That sportsmen and women are willing to to stand up and do our part. It makes it easier for us as we go back and and potentially in the fall, uh, if there's a resurgent, go back to the governors and go back to the administration and say, hey, look how. Look how successful this has been. Look at the number of people that that are, are sportsmen and women that have agreed to follow the the best management practices, if you will, of, of using the outdoors through the responsible recreation. And um, we encourage people to get onto the to the responsiblerecreation.org uh, website and go ahead and sign that pledge because we use those numbers um, when we're talking to elected officials. Well, there you go, recreation.org. Well, in reference to uh, hashtag responsible recreation, what does the immediate future look like? I mean, there's been so much uncertainty related with COVID and, uh, you know, the country's not opened up completely yet. What do you what do you see? What do you what does the immediate future look like in your crystal ball? 
So the, the, the positive side of things is the country is opening up. More opportunities are starting to, to uh, avail themselves, including opportunities to, to get a few more people on a boat or, or you know, enjoy the clay shooting or get out on the range. And these are all really good things. Hopefully the, the, the COVID will, will, will find a vaccine and, and this will be just uh, something that we refer to in history. But uh, in the event that it doesn't, we've got, you know, the fall hunting season and, and we don't know whether there's going to be a resurgence. And so um, maintaining these these common sense uh, precautions while we're outside is really imperative because uh, we do not want to lose these these rights and these opportunities because uh, uh, we just we throw caution to the wind and just start uh, behaving like things were before before the pandemic started. So um, I, I don't think any of us have a crystal ball. And so. Uh, let's be cautious in the interim, be smart in the interim, and, and continue to enjoy the summer and look forward to the fall. Well said. Let's take us to our next break. We return. Going to continue our discussion with Jeff right here on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. This is Rob Kent, and we will be right back. Embrace the rustic elegance of a bygone era at Big Cedar Lodge. Located 10 miles south of Branson, Missouri, Big Cedar Lodge is a masterpiece that brings together natural beauty and contemporary luxury. Visitors are invited to explore and experience some of the most popular amenities here. At Big Cedar Lodge, you'll find casual dining options in an unparalleled atmosphere, with signature dishes and local favorites highlighting classic menu items. Take in spectacular views at Devil's Pool, live entertainment at the Buzzard Bar, or relax at Truman Coffee and Cafe all surrounded by the natural ambiance of the Ozark Mountains. One of the newest additions to the property is Cedar Creek Spa. This 18,000 square foot world-class spa is a private oasis with soothing pools, fireplaces, and a full-service salon. In addition to the complete spa experience, there are private suites available. All of these features make Big Cedar an ideal destination for weddings, corporate gatherings, and more. Families have been visiting Big Cedar Lodge for generations, looking to experience what many call a little piece of heaven on earth. To learn more, visit BigCedar.com or call 1-800-BC-LODGE. Wonders of Wildlife is dedicated to teaching kids and families about conservation, and they're in the running for America's Best Aquarium by USA Today. If you believe in the future of the outdoors, you can vote once per day at www.wondersofwildlife.org slash vote. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And we are back. And thanks for tuning into Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And if you've just tuned in, we've been discussing the opportunities and responsibilities of all Americans as they venture outdoors. And our guest is the president of the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, Jeff Crane. You know, Jeff, it's very exciting to see that uh, a very important piece of legislation uh, is gaining traction in our Congress, specifically in the Senate, the Great American Outdoors Act. Why don't you tell us what is included in this legislation? 
Rob, this is this is a historic piece of legislation in terms of uh, in terms of the amount of money that it's putting forward. It uh, it fully funds the Land and Water Conservation uh, Act, includes our Restore Our Parks Act, which provides nine and a half billion with a B over five years to address. Uh, uh, public land deferred maintenance. It includes also $3 billion set aside for, for uh, Bureau of Land Management, the Forest Service, and the, and the refuge system, which are really the lands that are most utilized by, by all of us that enjoy hunting and fishing. Uh, and originally, when this compromise bill was drafted, there was no money for, for Forest Service, BLM, and, and refuges for that backlog of maintenance uh, and, and work to improve access to those lands. And, and CSF and some of our partners were at the forefront of working with our friends in the United States Senate, um, the Congressional Sportsman's Caucus members in the Senate to include those funds. And we're really grateful that they were included. And uh, this is, this is going to provide just better recreational opportunities on all the federal public lands, more opportunities for investment and conservation through LWCF. So uh, I can't state enough how, how really important this, this bill is. Well, I think uh, you, you've touched on it right there. You mentioned about the Congressional Sportsman's Caucus. I bet we've got some listeners that uh, are listening right this moment that are saying, okay, what is that? What is the Congressional Sportsman's Caucus? And I'm not talking about the foundation, but the caucus. And, and how big is it? The caucus is uh, a bipartisan, bicameral, which means the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate. Uh, and it is a caucus of like-minded folks that agree that hunting, fishing, recreational shooting are important and have a place uh, in in. Congress, and they have a responsibility to look after it. Rob, it has grown into the largest, most active bipartisan caucus on Capitol Hill. It has over 250 members out of 535 members of the House and the Senate. Uh, We have leadership in the House and the Senate, Republicans, Democrats, some of the independent members of the Senate. Uh, It is our, they are our champions in the United States Congress that we go to time in and time out asking for for things to, that benefit conservation, that benefit hunting and fishing. And uh, this is a classic example where we had our leaders uh, in the Senate that really got together and helped us out on stuff. And uh, in particular, really worked with us to try to include the extending the, the maintenance backlog money to include Forest Service, BLM, and the refuge system. Wow. You know, I, I'll bet there's many out there who didn't realize that this is the biggest, the largest bipartisan caucus in Congress, which that's just amazing. It's amazing to me every time I hear that. Uh, you know, I want to think positively then that uh, – this legislation has a chance of actually getting to the president's desk. And so, you know, I would ask, why is this historical piece of legislation so important, so critical for hunters and anglers? There's been parts of this, Jeff, been kicked down the the road for quite some time. But why is it so important for all of us that hunt and fish? So, Rob, the the BLM, the Forest Service, and and the refuge system support more than 25 million hunting days and 45 million 
fishing days annually. These are the places where our folks like to go and recreate, you know. So um, why wouldn't we want to invest in, in, in the maintenance and, and, and improvement of the access to those lands? I mean, as you noted, we have, de- we have deferred, we as a country have deferred maintenance on these things. And the backlog is, has grown substantially to about $20 billion. And, and that's, that's shameful, actually. Uh, and so, you know, not only is, is, it, is it a good idea to put this investment in there, but at this particular time, uh, when there's, there's a huge amount of joblessness in this country created by the response to the COVID, uh, it's estimated that, you know, the, that there will be potentially $100,000 uh, or 100,000 jobs created by this investment uh, in rural parts of America. And, and uh, that associated um, uh, economic influx into those places are the kind of stuff that, that that's just really this country needs. Because we all know, you know, it's great if Wall Street gets back on its feet, but if Main Street doesn't get back on its feet, we're never going to get out of this COVID economic crisis. And so uh, this is a jobs bill as much as it is a conservation bill. And, and the timing for this couldn't be more perfect to, to make that case in Congress. Jeff, we've been down this road before. What will it take and how can our listeners help push this legislation across the finish line? So it's only partway there, Rob. We are really proud of the U.S. Senate with the giant bipartisan push to get it out of there. It still has to go across the other side of the Congress. Um, There's identical legislation that's been introduced in the House. we need to put a lot of pressure on the House members to realize this is uh, this is important and it's timely. And and again, you know, it is a giant conservation bill, but it does have that uh, benefit of having the jobs component to it. So uh, we really uh, appreciate you know outreach to the members uh, of the United States House of Representatives uh, to Speaker Pelosi. Uh, to encourage her and and her leadership in the House to get this uh, across the finish line in the House. And the president has already indicated that uh, when it hits his desk, he's going to sign it. So um, the the focus now switches to the House. Uh, You can go on our our Congressional Sportsman's Foundation website, see your House members that that are there, encourage them to support this. we need all the help we can get, but um, uh, the the springboard off of that big Senate win is certainly going to give us momentum as we carry it across the House. Well, we're going to keep our fingers crossed and making a calls to to our legislators. Well, that's going to take us to our final break of the show, folks. We return going to continue our conversation with Jeff. This and a whole lot more coming right up. And you're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. This is Rob Keck, and we will be right back. We all have it. Whether it was passed down from our fathers or grandfathers, we knew it was there, inside us. That need, that longing to walk among the wild. But it's more than just our love of the outdoors that keeps us coming back. It's knowing we serve a purpose, to give more than we take. That we're here to carry on a legacy and become stewards of our wildlife. This place embodies that legacy with over a mile and a half of walkable trails and 35,000 live fish, mammals, reptiles, amphibians, and birds to teach and inspire. Stop and you'll feel it. Listen and you'll hear it. 
asking you to share the wonder. The Wonders of Wildlife National Museum and Aquarium. Share the wonder. Wonders of Wildlife is dedicated to teaching kids and families about conservation. And they're in the running for America's Best Aquarium by USA Today. If you believe in the future of the outdoors, you can vote once per day at www.wondersofwildlife.org vote. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to our final segment of Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. We've been having a very important and enlightening conversation with the president of the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, my good friend Jeff Crane. Jeff, how does the legislation that we're talking about, the Great American Outdoors Act, how does it tie to uh, the hashtag responsible recreation? So, um, so they, they go hand in glove, Rob, uh, you know, the great outdoor, the great American outdoors act is, is a, a conservation and access piece of legislation. Uh, we're constantly talking about trying to, uh, uh, improve habitat. We're, we're constantly talking about the need to have better access and, and opportunities for sportsmen and women. So we're pushing on that on the, on the policy side of things. And then to to complement that, when we get these opportunities, when these uh, these these chances to 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 recreate uh, get improved, when they're better game numbers and fish numbers, then all of us that enjoy hunting and fishing have to behave responsibly to ensure that 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 we can make this case as we go forward into the future. So, pandemic or not, you know, it, 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 we as hunters and anglers know we have a responsibility to take care of the great outdoors. Uh, the hashtag responsible recreation is makes sense, uh, uh, especially now. And so, um, but let's push for good policy and then let's behave responsibly when we get the opportunities to hopefully benefit when this gets signed into law. Jeff, many times I've heard that hunters and anglers are somewhat passive when it comes to, to contacting legislators on matters that are important to them. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's one that many times brings the question of, you know, how important is it for hunters and anglers, our listeners, to contact their legislators on matters like the Great American Outdoors Act? How important is that? I can't encourage people enough uh, to be be engaged in in the process. It is important. They do listen to 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 us because ultimately we're voters, and especially in 2020 presidential election year, the entire House. Uh, and one third of the Senate are all up for election, not to mention a bunch of the state legislative uh, and, and gubernatorial uh, elections take place this November. And so uh, they need to hear from you. Uh, they want to hear from you. And if they hear loudly enough from you, uh, it really compels them to take a look and hopefully act in the way that we want them to. Fortunately, uh, the Great American Outdoors Act is very bipartisan. Uh, every state's going to benefit from from this if it gets signed into law. But please, please, please be a part of it. Use Twitter. Use the social media. Use an email. Uh, reach out to your legislators. Again, it's over in the House now, so the House of Representatives is where we need to push right now. But uh, I'd encourage folks to get in there. You can go to our webpage to find out more about 
uh, what to say. You don't have to make it. You don't have to make it complicated. We want you to vote yes for the Great American Outdoors Act. It's important to me and my family. That's all it has to say. Um, literally, that's all it has to say. We'll do the part of filling in the whys, you know. And if you want to write more, we'll have information for you on our webpage, www.congressionalsportsman.org. Uh, and encourage you, please, please help us. Um, we want to get this over the finish line. This will be one of the most historic pieces of uh, policy out of the United States Congress in literally 50 years or more, Rob. So um, we, we're, we're getting close, but we're not there yet. And things have a bad way of coming off the rails as the closer we get to uh, to the November election. So we'd really like to get this done, if at all possible, this summer and not yep. get caught up in, in, in partisan politics as we get closer to the election. Yeah. You you mentioned several different ways to contact your legislator. What's the most effective way to do it? You mentioned call. You mentioned write. You mentioned email. You mentioned Twitter. Is there one that's more effective than another, Jeff? Nope, Rob. Just do it. Please just do it. Um, whatever you're most comfortable with, your listeners are most comfortable with, um, use that. And, and But please take 10 minutes out of your time and help us get this across uh, the finish line. Uh, it'll benefit conservation for your kids and grandkids. Uh, and it is a historic moment. We need all the help we can, we can get. Please just help us with this. How about a closing thought on the hashtag responsible recreation effort? I'd like to thank Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's uh, for, for helping generate this concept, for helping us uh, uh, promote this concept. The campaign is still alive, gaining momentum. Uh, and without the support of Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's and partners like the Turkey Federation, uh, we would have never gotten this off the ground. So thanks to, thanks to you guys, Rob. Um, we're, we're feeling good about it. Check it out, uh, at responsible-recreation.org. Sign the pledge, be part of the movement. All right. Last 30 seconds. Why don't you give us a challenge, a call to action by taking the pledge and again, where they can find that pledge. So one final thought, please join us on the pledge. It's at responsible-recreation.org. Join us. Sign the pledge, and again, please put pressure on the U.S. House of Representatives to support the Great American Outdoors Act. Those are two, actually, Rob, but if you could do yep. those two things, take 15 minutes, you would help us out a heck of a lot here in Washington, D.C., and thanks. Well, they're going to be helping themselves, their children, and those yet to come. Jeff, as always, great to have you on the show. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for your conservation leadership in preserving our precious outdoor heritage. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up here today on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. I'm Rob Cack. On behalf of Bass Pro Shops, where your adventure always starts right here. Thanks for answering the call. That call to conservation and preserving our rich hunting, fishing, and trapping heritage. We'll see you next week. This has been Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, talking all things outdoors, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, your outdoor leader. Join us next Saturday and every Saturday for more special guests and unique locations. 